So I've been in school for over 20 days so far this year. So guess what showed up in my inbox? This year, I'm being evaluated for my TPA. Now, your TPA here in Ontario is your teacher performance appraisal. We are evaluated here in Ontario every five years for our TPA. But this TPA out. is often a stressful time that has lots and lots of teachers worried about what's going to happen. The principal is coming in and watching them teach. And they better have a good lesson that meets all of the teacher competencies that we are supposed to be evaluated on. The reality is, what really is our principal looking for when it comes to looking at what we're doing in our classroom and figuring it out? Well, there are four competencies here in Ontario that we are expected to meet within our TPA and show evidence of being able to engage in. The first is your commitment to student learning. The second is your professional practice. The third is your leadership and participation in learning communities. And finally, ongoing professional learning. So really, what does that mean? Why is this not what teaching is like all of the time? Should you not be continuously meeting student needs? Should you not continuously be making sure that you're differentiating your instruction, adhering to special education plans, following the safety intervention and behavior support plans? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing every single day? The reality is, is that that notice for a TPA really should come and it should be like, okay, sure. Your principal should be able to, even though they can't, but they should be able to walk in your classroom any day and see evidence of all of those competencies. They should see this happening continuously all throughout the year. Nothing that you do in your TPA really should be a surprise or different from what you regularly do. So the question is, why do so many teachers are scrambling when it comes to TPA time to do these fantastic and amazing lessons that just don't reflect what naturally is always happening in their classroom? Over the pandemic, we as teachers got really used to just making it through and the over-reliance on these read and respond activity pages where students, we teach, they read, and then they answer some questions and we move on. We get covered in the curriculum, but real learning is not happening. We're just going through the motions. If that's what you're doing day in and day out, don't think your principal doesn't recognize that. They see exactly what is happening inside your classroom, and they full well know that if your TPA looks completely different or you're trying something new for the first time, they can see through that. Your kids aren't going to know what to do. They're not going to have any clue what they're doing. They're not, it's not going to be rehearsed or practiced. It will be a struggle to get through it. And your principal will see that this is not something you regularly do. And you're just putting on a performance for this evaluation, that it's not truly a reflection of who you are or what you do as a teacher. Me personally, with my TPA coming, my approach for the last however many years I have been teaching, is that just come into my room. I don't stress about my TPA. I look at it and say, I'm pretty sure this is how I teach every single day. So I want you to come in and see what a regular day looks like. I'm not doing anything special. I'm not changing anything up. This is how I teach. And you can evaluate what I'm actually doing authentically. Now, the reason I can do this is because I know 
that I am encompassing those competencies of a teacher every single day. The reality is, is that we really should be teaching like we're in a TPA every day. Yes, maybe our plan book doesn't need to be quite as detailed every day as it is for our TPA, and we may not have to sit in our principal's office and justify everything that we're doing and why we're doing it. But the reality is, is that the TPA should not be a stressful or performative task. It should be how we are teaching every day, all year long. So if you're struggling to come up with a TPA lesson or you are thinking, what am I going to do? My TPA is in a week. What lesson am I going to do that's going to impress my principal? The question you really should be asking is, why am I not doing this every day? So when thinking about our TPA, let's first look at the first two competencies because those are really reflective of what's happening inside our classrooms and how we're teaching. The first is your commitment to student learning. And the question is, are you actually committing to your student learning? Do you know your students' needs and how are you meeting them in and within your lessons in your classroom? Do you know which students need assistance with spelling Do you know students who need the assistance with sentence structure? Do you know students who need to focus on plot? Which students are struggling with character development, whereas which students are really working on beefing up those middles in their stories? Writing is one of those examples where there is multiple entry points when we get our students to write and help them with their individual goals. In math, do you understand which students need to visually represent their math knowledge and which students need to have organized lists and steps to follow and procedures to follow? Do you know the difference between those two students? Do you understand in your students which kids are doing things one way, which kids are doing things another way? Do you know when students are struggling? Do you know what manipulators or what strategies to show the partial product. There's multiple different ways that we can draw the partial product strategy in our math classroom to show students a different way to do the same thing. Are we even differentiating our instruction to ensure that we are meeting the needs of the students in our classroom and we know those needs because we know our students? Do we evaluate our lessons for having multiple entry points? Is our lesson accessible for that student who's new to the country and doesn't know a lot of English? Is there something that they can glean out of that lesson? Are there ways for our students who are struggling with reading and writing to be able to access that content in social studies? What tools and strategies can we employ in that lesson that allows for students who may not be able to write their answers down to a question? How are they going to access that? What tools and strategies are we going to use in our classroom to ensure that those students can still be successful and be able to share their knowledge and thinking? Are we using a variety of teaching practices and processes throughout our week? Are we employing experiential learning? Are we using inquiry? Are we getting our kids to research? Are we starting with questions and getting them to find answers? Are we letting them play games, watch videos? How are we getting the information inputted into their little heads? If we're using a variety of teaching methodologies, if we're using a bunch of different teaching practices, 
then it's going to be a little bit easier to make sure that we have multiple ways that students can access the information. For only using one input, is we really need to ditch these worksheet, boring, read and respond, simple sheets that we are using day in and day out. Sure, they cover curriculum really quickly, they may, but that is not the experience that we are looking for teachers to be using all of the time. There are definitely times and moments where that needs to happen. But if we're relying on that strategy all of the time, that's really not what we're going for. Those workbooks and worksheets are fantastic for supply plans or your emergency binder because they're simple print and go activities that don't take a lot of prep or planning or foresight. They just are ready to go right out of the box. But when we're actually teaching every single day as the regular classroom teacher, we need to do just a little bit more. We need to make learning fun and learning engaging, and we need to try different pedagogies and systems in our classroom that make learning happen. Now, the reality is, is that often many times when we're using these worksheet packs, we actually have to work twice as hard to make it fit for all of the various needs in our students. So because they're so one-dimensional, it's difficult to present these to a class that is anything but one-dimensional. Sure, if every student in your classroom is able to glean information from a, a reading and be able to answer questions and then gain a deeper understanding of the content that we're teaching, continue using it. But that but worksheet where we read an article and then answer some questions, and we do that over and over and over again, we're losing a tremendous amount of students that simply just don't learn the most effectively with that way of teaching. And are we doing the same thing at the same time for all of our students? So if every single one of our students in our classroom is doing exactly the same task in exactly the same way, is differentiation really happening? And if it's not, then are we actually knowing our students and meeting them where they are? Most of the time, there needs to be some voice and choice in what it is students do, and there needs to be a variety of ways that success can look like in our room. Success does not look like one single solitary way, and success needs to be measured a lot differently because we as teachers can be creative and evaluate what skill they're demonstrating, not necessarily the product that they're creating. Your commitment to student learning means that we are understanding all of the students in our class. So we should be approaching learning by using multiple entry points, that there is multiple ways that students can learn the information, and it's not through one input, which would be reading that we want to provide students with experiences. We want to provide students with opportunities to use lots of different skills to learn the information. Can we talk to them and do an oral presentation? Can we have a reading? Can we have a discussion? Can they have a video? Is there a way that they can learn the information through an interactive, active activity? where they're getting up? Can we make, use analogies and relate it to other concepts and link ideas together? We think that in our classrooms, we have students with English language learning needs and students that have special education needs, and we just have students that have different learning preferences. We really have to look at, are we teaching the same content in multiple ways, or are we only teaching it in one way? 
And if our presentation of information is only ever in reading and then a response, it's going to be really difficult to make sure that students are understanding and that we are truly showing a commitment to student learning. So instead, let's try some inquiry. Yes, inquiry on the surface seems like it would be more complicated to approach than say a worksheet and answers. Absolutely. But the reality is, is that it actually is a little bit more work for us when we have very few students that can actually glean the information from that reading worksheet. So when we present that in one way, we are dropping off and missing a whole subsection of students, which in turn means we have to work twice as hard and plan different, completely different activities. So if we just have one textbook reading and that's what we assign, but yet we've got 30% of our class that can't learn from that reading and cannot read that reading, and cannot access that reading, then we are working with the 30% to come up with completely different programming. When we use inquiry and we start with questions, we can then differentiate for our students and allow for multiple entry points. So those students that are modified at grade level can approach that as being really simply. Our students who are ESL can get a gist of that content. And our students that can have a deeper understanding and go a little bit deeper and beyond can dig in and learn a lot more. So by doing one inquiry lesson and having multiple entry points, it seems like that would be more work for the teacher on, the, on paper. But in reality, it's less work for the teacher because more students can find that activity accessible in their own learning, which means that you are differentiating that instruction, you are meeting that learning need for students, you know who your students are, you're varying the complexity, the products that students are producing within that inquiry assignment, and it allows for more students to show successful learning and really does embody what we're expected to be doing in this commitment to student learning, in this commitment to student learning competency. Now, the next thing that your principal is looking for is teacher's professional practice. Now, this is about the pedagogy. Are you using a variety of pedagogical strategies? Do you know how to best deliver information? Do you understand how to differentiate, why to differentiate? Do you understand how to group students, how to structure your classroom, behavior management, all of those things. Are your students engaged and learning? Do they know what they're doing and why they're doing it? The reality is, is if you're still doing things like reading logs and spelling tests and you're, everyone's doing the same task or you're cycling through students for guided reading where you see every group an equal number of times, is that the most up-to-date learning and knowledge? Is that where we're going in education? If you're still following the teacher guides from the old textbooks that we've been given, if you are teaching in a method where you are just teaching and standing up at the board, doing a lecture, even with a fancy looking PowerPoint, then you just give students practice questions that they do together. And then you have them, you assign them homework from the textbook. Are you truly demonstrating that you understand the 
current pedagogical knowledge and practices in your classroom. If you just whip in for your TPA and decide, okay, I'm going to do this really elaborate um, activity that has like a book tasting, and I'm just going to show up and I'm going to decorate the classroom and the kids are going to do this really interesting activity. Yeah, they're going to be engaged, but are you doing that all of the time or are you just doing that as a performance? Obviously, all of us teachers dial it up a little bit higher when it comes to TPA time, but the reality is, is if we are dialing it up, that's a lot different than completely doing something else. When it comes to the professional practice competency, some of the questions that we can be asking ourselves to prepare for our TPA is, and so that we can be TPA ready every day, is are we using current practices in our classroom? Are we using old, outdated methodologies to present information? Are we still using the teach and test methodology where all we do is teach, then students try it, and then they practice it? Are we assigning pages out of a textbook for students to just go over those worksheets and do and do and do? Those are often considered outdated practices. And while they may still be a tool in the toolbox, if that's our only tool, then our toolbox is limited and that should probably be reflected in our TPA. That so we want to provide students with experiences. We want to provide students with opportunities to use lots of different skills to learn the information. Can we, we really have to look at, are we teaching the same content in multiple ways or are we only teaching it in one way? So have we looked and used that ongoing professional learning, which is another competency, are we using that to support our practice in using current practices in our room, current pedagogies? Are we using inquiry? We should be. Are we using universal design? Absolutely, we should be. Using technology in our classrooms is a reality of teaching in 2022 and beyond. Making sure that what is good for some is good for all is good teaching practices. So can you point each week to whether or not you are using inquiry methodologies and universal design in your classroom through your teaching practices? Are you moving to a more structured literacy approach where we are focusing on word building, where we aren't using the three queuing system anymore, where we're getting students to guess at words? Are we incorporating more than just your standardized DRA level assessment? Then we are making sure that we're using a wider variety of tools to evaluate how our students are learning how to read and write. In our math program, are, are we, we pro providing a spiraled mathematics program? This is what is expected of us. It's downloaded straight from the ministry in terms of what it is we are expected to be teaching in math. But if we're still teaching in static units where we just go through one unit at a time, are we actually using current practices and pedagogies? Are we using guided math in our classroom? Are we using practice and warm-ups? Are we teaching using manipulatives and using multiple ways in our classroom? Is our math classroom structured in a modern and current way? Or is our math classroom just replicated what we experienced as, as students teachers. 20 years ago? 
We also look at incorporating student voice and choice. Are we asking for feedback from our students? Do they have a choice in what they're doing? In my classroom, students have a choice in what they write and what they read every single day, every single week. It's their choice. There's lots of choice in terms of projects and tests. Are we relying heavily on just tests as our only form of assessment or are we looking for a variety of assessments using tests or projects or experiences or evaluations? Are we using self-evaluations for students? Are we using both formative and summative assessment to guide our instruction? And are we looking at ways that we can increase our own knowledge and understanding of what our students are doing in the classroom? If we can answer yes to all of these each and every week in our classroom, then we're ready for our TPA today. We're ready for our TPA in three months and we're ready for our TPA in six months so that whenever it happens, we're not just flipping a switch and turning on good teaching, but we are engaging in good teaching practices every single day so that we are TPA ready all of the time. You're struggling to think, well, this is all good, but where do I get the resources and support that I need in order to be engaged in these higher level pedagogical practices in my classroom? And how do I find the resources that are open-ended, incorporate student voice and choice in my room? Then I want you to head over to www.madlylearning.com forward slash store. We provide resources for science, social studies, language, and math that will have you TPA ready every day without you lifting a finger. You just open up your activities and you're ready to go. So go, go ahead and check out www.madlylearning.com forward slash store.